This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, so my name is Carlo van der Watering and together with Steve Andrews, I present the Reds Report. Um, Pre-COVID, it was the longest running live radio show for Barnsley FC fans. Um, During the uh, the lockdown, we started doing it as a podcast, but we're hoping from September onwards to go back onto the the airwaves. And people can uh, find us on Twitter. So it's uh, www.twitter.com forward slash Reds Report with an underscore. Um, And we normally are live on the air between five and six on a Thursday. Yeah, it was um, it was beyond all expectations, wasn't it? Um, that sort of fairy tale of surviving on the last day of the previous season and then going into the into the playoffs. And I think I agree. I think what happened to Barnsley uh, gives hope to lots of other teams in this division that might not be fashionably big clubs with big budgets. And I think that's so for football, it was really good. Now, obviously, there's been changes again because it wouldn't be Barnsley if there weren't changes. So we've got yet another head coach. Um, the CEO has left and the club secretary has left. And whilst normally you think ah, it's somebody behind the scenes, I think because of the way Barnsley operated, the transfer market and everything, um, whilst they have replaced these people really, really quick, um, they've come out as said, we need to you know, remain as a championship team. I think, though, we need to now hire those expectations. And I, I would think that the board will set at least a top half finish for Barnsley would, you know, is, 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 I think is what's, um, what's needed. I, I, I won't put us back as sort of, you know, promotion or, or player favourites. I mean, we weren't last season. We sort of grew into that role. But I think if we can, if we can finish top half, it would have been another uh, really, really good season for the, uh, for the young Reds. 11th, just because I like the number 11. <laughs> now, normally you think, oh, what's happening? That's good. A lot of players, I think, called the limelight last season. And, and there was a bit of a fear that as soon as the, the transfer season opened, period opened, that there would be sort of like wholesale outgoings. Mowat's left, we knew that. You know, his contract was up anyway. Michael Solbauer, who, who deputised at a centre-back every now and then, um, he's gone back to his home country. I mean, he spent a year and a half, two years here, uh, not seeing his wife and his children. So, you know, good luck to him. He, he did really, really well for us. Devante Cole was brought in because uh, obviously Daryl DK that everybody was talking about, um, we had an option to sign him, but I think that's before he decided that his wages should have been at least 40 grand a week, which obviously we, we can't afford. So Devante Cole's come in. He's played for Barnsley before. 
he's got a half decent record as a striker, so we just need to to see really how we how he settles in and, and how he does. Um, and and that, that's it really. Liam Kitchen is is we're in pre-season, he's playing. He'll be like a new signing because he was signed in January, but he got injured, so we've not really seen him as yet. But it's been pretty quiet. But let's face it, we've lost DK, we've lost Mowat and Solbauer. Um, you'd think there's not many more players needed because we did all right last season. Um, and, and let's see how we go this season. So I know he's looking for players, but there haven't been, um, you know, there's only really one, which is Devante Cole that's come in. So uh, we're awaiting further signings. Um, you mentioned, sort of this, I mean, Helican Anderson did really well last season. Anderson is injured at the moment. Looks like he might miss the start of the um, of, of the season. Helic has just joined in again with the preseason because he played for Poland at the Euros. I'd probably have a goal for Callum Styles. Callum Styles played on the wing. Uh, lots of people sort of uh, admiring him. Um, his nickname is the Burry Baggio. Um, by the looks of it, uh, at, at the preseason friendlies we've had, he's now moved and occupied the spot that Alex Mowat left. So he's moved into central midfield, which is his natural sort of position. I think the freedom he gets there, um, yeah. And on one side, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit afraid, Matt, because I think if he catches the eye, Come January, the fans of Barnsley just need to make a wall around the stadium so nobody, you know, take the data cables out, the telephone cables, because I think people will come in for him. But yeah, and I think Callum Styles will probably be in centre midfield, um, almost like looking at another player. Did fantastic on the wing, but I think there's more and better things to come uh, from a central role for him. I think the I think the three teams that have come down personally, I think we'll find him in the top six. Um, West Brom. Has been, bit awkward for a Barnsley fan because Alex Mowat went to West Brom and Valerian Ismail went to West Brom. Um, I um, I think Bournemouth might actually um, might actually do it this season. So I've got my top six. So I have put um, Bournemouth one, West Brom two, Sheffield United, Swansea, Fulham and Cardiff. Um, and that was sort of mine. I think Cardiff last season maybe underperformed a, a, a little bit and, and went on a little bit of a run a little bit too late. But I, yeah, I think sort of um, Bournemouth, West Brom, Sheffield United, um, Swansea, Cardiff, I think that's where you're looking for the, the, the main contenders next season. Um, Sheffield United, obviously, you know, uh, Wilder left and then Heckenbottom took over. They've now appointed a coach. Um and I think that they had a terrific season. The first season they went up, not so good last season. But um, he, he, it's another one, isn't it? The, the stadium's always sold out. The atmosphere—it's intimidating when you go there. No matter what anybody says, they—they, they, you know, the rivals, the South Yorkshire rivals. It's really awkward because I—I I, you, you secretly you root on you for those clubs that come up because because you do you want them to do well. Um, I have a soft spot for Blackpool. Um, Blackpool CEO is ex Barnsley. Uh, CEO Ben Mansford, a uh, couple of players there that played for us. Peterborough did really well in League One last season, um, but um, I, I I think they will struggle. Um, I think they will both. Um, I think they will both struggle, and a bit out of the blue. Um, I think Birmingham sort of just made it last year. I don't know if they can if they can do that again. Day day. Um, we were very underwhelmed with Birmingham. You know, they're, they're a big team. But I don't know. So I put down uh, Blackpool, Peterborough and Birmingham to go down. Now, if you look at my predictions last season, you'll probably start to laugh. So can I just apologise to the Blackpool fans? Because you probably get promoted automatically now, I've said this. So well done and well deserved. 
Hi, Matthew Elliott here from the We Are Birmingham podcast, co-host alongside Chris Golding. You can get us on We Are Birmingham on Twitter and We Are Birmingham on Facebook. So, uh, after a tumultuous few seasons on and off the pitch, things finally seem to be start settling down at the club, um, at least on the pitch. The arrival of Lee Bowyer and the departure of much maligned uh, CEO uh, Dong Rem. Um, it's cliche, but as an ex-player and cup winner, Lee Bowyer just seems to get the club. He's smart and sensible enough to know that the damage that's been done on the, over the last few seasons can't be turned around overnight. Last season, he got us back to basics, strong defence, creating chances. And in the end, we stayed up fairly comfortable. Uh, this season, he wants to try and move us forward a little bit, a little bit more progressive, uh, trying to keep possession better, uh, whilst probably not sacrificing the, those basics as well. Um, I expect us to have a steady start based on um, what I've seen so far and the recruitment. Uh, I think we'll flirt with sort of the top eight for a little while, potentially, uh, and, and eventually drop off and finish probably a, a, around 12th, which I'll be more than happy with. Mid-table mediocrity is something that I've been craving for quite a while. Uh, best signing for me, Ryan Woods, uh, sort of midfielder there that wants to retain possession, wants the ball, sweeps up at the back and start attacks, etc. Um, the sort of player we've missed since Barry Ferguson left t- 10 years ago. We've never replaced him. So another key indicator that uh, Lee Bowyer wants the team to be better with the ball. Player to watch, I think a lot of um, people will say Tahi Chong from uh, Manchester United looks a talent, looks quick, looks direct, looks very skillful. A little bit concerned about his physicality for the league. Um, I'm going to go with Jordan Graham we got from Gillingham, who's was involved in 15, 20 goals for them last season in terms of goals and, and assists. Looks like he could be a bit of a dark horse. Uh, I quite like the look of him. I think he'll be make a nice impact for us. Um, top two, West Brom, Sheffield United, I think... Um, pretty boring choices but I can't see past them at the moment playoffs again almost feel the same here Fulham Swansea Bournemouth and potentially Chris Hooten to get uh, Forrest in there as well Uh, bottom three I'm going to say Derby which I find mildly amusing and Blackpool and Peterborough uh, unfortunately Um, but yep that's your thing that's going down over and out cheers Hello, it's Ryan Hildred from the Rovers Chat YouTube channel and podcast. Uh, you can find us at Rovers Chat underscore on Twitter, and we've got a YouTube channel as well, Rovers Chat on YouTube, where we do loads of live streams and podcasts and various bits and bobs. Um, so, expectation for Rovers next season. Um, I'm in a completely different feeling uh, compared to this time last season. We appear to have a lot of squad depth and, and lots of positivity going into last season, but this season, uh, as a lot of clubs are, you know, been affected by the pandemic and finances. So we've got a few contracts that aren't signed. We haven't yet actually made a signing um, and just a few things off the pitch, which are just worrying the fans a little bit. So, you know, my expectations for, for next season are certainly lowered, you know, not expecting a playoff push or anything like that. But hopefully we can just finish as high as we possibly can and, and certainly not get involved with a relegation scrap. Uh, I do expect us to make some signings um, before the end of the transfer window, but I think a lot of it's going to orientate around Adam Armstrong and whether we sell him and obviously reinvest the money back into the squad. So that one's probably going to go right to the wire. 
Um, my predicted finish for Rovers, unfortunately, um, I think we're going to come, you know, lower bottom half. So 18th is is what I'm currently thinking, just with, you know, where we are at with things at the moment. And certainly other clubs are looking just a bit more organised and, and doing a bit more business. Uh, we don't have a best signing. Uh, we haven't made one yet. So we're completely in the transfer rumours. So the best signing at the moment um, is a youngster, Joe Rankin Costello, signing a new contract. That's the best signing so far that we've had. Uh, player to watch out for, um, Ben Brereton, otherwise known as Ben Brereton Diaz after his uh, time with Chile in the Copper America. So he's going to be one to watch next season because obviously came with a big uh, transfer tag to Rovers, has never really, you know, got a run of form going at Rovers. So could this be the little thing that just sparks him into life at Rovers next season? So looking forward to watching him and he's the one to watch for us next season. Um, my predictions for next season, um, sadly, I just think the clubs that are coming down from the Premier League are just getting stronger and stronger. So my top two, I've got West Brom and Fulham. Uh, and then in terms of the playoffs, uh, I've got Sheffield United, uh, Middlesbrough, QPR, who I think are looking pretty good uh, on and off the pitch at the moment. So they might surprise some people next season. I've got QPR in there and also Bournemouth. Um, you know, they've still got a strong squad. So yeah, certainly clubs that have recently been in the Premier League, I think, are going to make that top six. Uh, if I had to go for a playoff winner out of those, um, I'm going to go for Middlesbrough. Wily old Neil Warnock. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? So Middlesbrough through the playoffs. Uh, and then my relegated teams, um, Derby. You know, these things catch up with you eventually, as they did with Rovers when we were relegated to League One. So I do think Derby are going to go down. And then like the teams coming down from the Premier League who are strong, it's harder for the teams coming up from League One. So Blackpool and Peterborough uh, also to be relegated with Derby are my predictions. Greetings all you Huddersfield fans out there. John Aspinall here from the Seasiders podcast. First off, I've got these on because I've just sat on my glasses this afternoon and these are prescription sunglasses. I can't see the screen otherwise, so that's I'm not doing a Roy Orbison impression or anything. That's for those of a certain vintage. Okay, so I've uh, just been asked to do a quick video for, um, and he takes that chance, so here it goes. Uh, yeah, Seasiders podcast is our Blackpool fans podcast. We've been going since 2010, so we've been going for quite a while. Um, yeah, just search Seasiders podcast, you'll find us in the usual places, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, seasiderspodcast.co.uk is our website, so you check us out there. Okay, expectations for how it's going to go and how you think it's going to pan out and any key issues. So, I think Blackpool are going to surprise a lot of people this season. We've been written off by quite a lot of media outlets. We're going to finish bottom, yada, yada. That happened the season when we got promoted to the Premier League. So, what I'll say is to all these media types, write us, up, write us off at our peril. We've got a very strong squad. Um, it's been bolstered by the re-sign of, of a lot of key players from last season, Joey Yates, Chris Maxwell, Luke Garbett. Now, normally, under our previous wretched owners, these types of players who do really well, they always move on to bigger and better things. But now we've got a new owner, a guy called Simon Sadler. He's a hedge fund manager from Blackpool, works at Hong Kong. But he's got quite deep pockets, so he's really transformed the club from top to bottom and we're a really good place now compared to where we were. So... The re-signing of a lot of key players from last season is good. We have lost one or two of our top loan players, Dan Ballard from Arsenal being a key one, so he'll be missed. Um, expectations, how it's going to go. I think it's pan out, we've just done that. Predicted finish. 
I think we're going to consolidate next season and I don't think we're going to be in much of a relegation scrap as I've just mentioned I think we're going to finish 18th stick a tenner on that best signing we've made um, that has ha just happened today done deal Blackpool have signed striker Tyrese John Jules from Arsenal on a season long loan he's supposed to be an absolutely amazing talent um, he's highly rated by Mikel Arteta says he's got absolutely everything AC Milan were after him apparently so <laughs> quite a coup to beat AC Milan to a signing I don't think I've ever seen that, said that being a Blackpool fan so yeah I think he's our, our marquee signing that's happened today so we're expecting good things from him you may also want to watch out for Jerry Yates superb centre forward as I said I expected him to move on but he's signed a three year deal Rapid, fast, non-stop work rate, great with both feet, creates goals from nothing, creates goals for himself, which is um, a trait that not a lot of strikers have these days, so he's one to look out for. Also, CJ Ham Hamilton, pace to burn on the left wing, is right-footed, but we play him inverted, so he's uh, he's one you should be looking out for. Prediction on who will finish in the top two. Hmm, that's a tough one. I think it's hard just to look beyond the teams that have come down, so probably... I'd say Sheffield United and Fulham are going to be up there. Uh, top four. Not being up there, but we're not so okay with this division. So I'll say Swansea, Cardiff, Reading, and I think QPR have got some decent players. Actually, West Brom. They're always up and down, aren't they? Let's put West Brom to the top of that pile and move the rest down. And finally, bottom three. Derby are going to finish bottom. Well-documented problems. I'm going to stick. Press the north end, second bottom. Because they're the knobbers and they're going down. We're not going down. And joining them in the first version next season will be Coventry City. So thanks, thanks for asking us, guys. And um, yeah, hope to come on your pod to discuss the forthcoming game between Blackpool and Huddersfield Town uh, next season. Looking forward to seeing Ollie Turton. I'll give him a good clap, even though he scored an own goal in the playoff final. All right. Cheers, guys. See you later. Cool, yeah. So my name's Patch Warner from Three Peeps in a Podcast. We've got three shows as part of that podcast. One is the original show we started six years ago, Any Topic Goes. And then in the last couple of years, we started the bonus show, which is Bristol City post-match reaction, as well as players and staff. And also we've got Robins Reunited, which we get two ex-players and two ex-staff back together. So look for us on Twitter at 3PIAPC and our podcast is available on any platform. So this season is is a rebuild. Uh, at the end of last season, it was it was awful. We if the season had gone on, we would have been relegated. Um, so this season is a rebuild. We've brought in players like Matty James and Andy King to bring a bit of experience in, um, as well as adding a couple of youngsters in Rob Atkinson. Um, so it's it's going to be an interesting season uh, for me. The concern is where the goals are coming from. We've lost from our Ajiju. Naki Wells, we know, can score goals, but will he be played as a part of a two, which I think will get the best out of him. So, And our home form has been a concern as well for a couple of seasons now. So we want some exciting football at home and some goals. So, yeah, for my aspirations for the season, um, I, I'd, be, I'd be happy with a top half finish personally. 
So in terms of where we finished this season, um, I honestly think my prediction is 10th, um, maybe ruling with my heart a little bit more than my head there. But uh, if the season goes according to plan, we've got a whole new team this season compared to last, really, because a number of players have come back from injury. We've added some signings as well. So, uh, yeah, we're a different proposition. So it's just how that team galvanises under Nigel Pearson. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with 10th as a prediction. Well, Nigel Pearson claims our best signing is actually uh, Dave Rennie, who is uh, the new um, the new physiotherapist at the team, the new medical medical personnel. Um, but in terms of on the pitch, it's probably going to be Matty James because what we missed last season was that that head, that uh, that experienced head, someone who's going to g up the players, not let them get away with sloppy performances so yeah for me Matty James is our most important signing of the season other other podcasts non-city podcasts have said that Rob Atkinson will be um, a a young lad we signed from Oxford who looks like he's going to be playing centre-back with Nathan Baker and or Thomas Callas so yeah excited to see how he progresses so last season we had some really exciting youngsters breaking through because we had so many injuries quite frankly um, the one to look out for, uh, I went along to the Aston Villa preseason game last week and we saw flashes of it last season, um, Alex Scott. So Alex Scott is a young lad. He's, he's almost turning 18, um, but he came on and he affected the game so much. So it's whether he gets enough time, enough opportunities to express himself. Um, but if I had to pick out one player, I would say Alex Scott. So I'm quite blinkered when it comes to the championship. I focus so much on Bristol City, but um, so I rarely do these predictions for uh, for other teams. But here we go. So I think Fulham and West Brom will be fighting it out for for the top spot. So uh, Fulham and West Brom at the top. Um, in, the, in the playoff places, I've gone for Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Swansea and Millwall. Um, I, I was really uh, upset when I saw Benekofobe had gone to Millwall. I thought that would be perfect for, for us at Bristol City. And if he stays fit all season, he's going to get goals. So uh, I think Millwall will just sneak into the into the sixth spot. Um, in terms of who will go up from that group, it's any guesses, really. Let's go for Millwall. Bit of, bit of uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're first shot at the Premier League. Let's, uh, let's get, their, get those guys going up. Um, going down, I've picked Derby. I just don't think that uh, I think they've got too much going on there um, in terms of off the pitch antics and Wayne Rooney, as much as he's England's best ever player, it's yet to be proven as a, as a manager. Um, Blackpool, who we play tomorrow, um, our first game of the season. Uh, I might not be saying that after tomorrow, but let's see. Um, And then Coventry. Uh, I've picked out as well. So, yeah, that's my three to go down. But um, as I said, my sole focus is on how how we perform. Former fan Tom here from the Back of the Net podcast. Check us out on at AFCB podcast on Twitter and at TomJordan21 is my personal Twitter. And yeah, going into the season, it's another weird one for Bournemouth fans because it's another bit of an unknown new manager again. This time it's Scott Parker. And we're going to lose some good players. There's no doubt about that. We've lost Azmir Begovic already at the time of recording this and expecting our Dan Juma to follow. But we're still going to have one of the best squads in the division. There's no doubt about that. We're still going to have the likes of Dom Solanke, David Brooks, Ben Pearson, Lewis Cook, Lloyd Kelly. So we're still going to have a strong squad. Um, we've added Mark Condes from Brentford. Could end up being a shrewd signing, you know, uh, championship experience and 
a real quality player on his day for Brentford. So looking forward to seeing more of him. And as I say, we have still got a very, very strong squad. So I expect us to be in and amongst it come the end of the season. Um, hopefully go one step further. But we shall see. I think there's, as always, the three teams that have come down from the Premier League. Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham. They'll be up there, I would expect. I'm expecting Swansea, Middlesbrough, maybe a Forest. Blackburn maybe to kind of be in amongst it as well. Down the bottom is always difficult to predict, but I think the teams that have come up from League One, I think Hull might be okay, you know, but I think Peterborough and Blackpool will struggle and I'm going to tip Huddersfield to maybe to maybe go as well this season, but it's going to be an interesting one for us Bournemouth fans to see if see what the what the, what the new era is like with Scott Parker and what he can do. And in terms of players to watch as well, there's a young lad called Jaden Anthony who's coming through the youth ranks at Bournemouth and I feel like he might have some minutes this season, so we'll keep an eye out for him, Jane Nantley. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck out and say we're gonna do it this time round. Bournemouth to be promoted. Come on. Hi, I'm Cardiff City fan Tom Taylor from the Sport Addict Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Thomas Taylor Four and the same on Instagram. I can see it being a bit of a tough season for Cardiff this year. Um, we started off very well under McCarthy when he came in last season, and. We had a decent push for promotion and we looked like we may be able to get a playoff place but just towards the end we kind of ran out of steam a little bit. Performances started to peter out slightly and we didn't play quite as well in games which we probably should have. We got dropped quite a lot of points, drew a lot of games that we should have really got the win and to be honest I can kind of see us doing the same again this year. I don't think we'll, have, we'll be particularly awful but I still think we could be in for a bit of a tough ride and I can see us finishing around the mid-table spots, maybe about 10th or 11th. Our approach in the transfer window I think has just been to buy back up really. Um, I think it's definitely the approach that we took with Collins. Um, Kiefer Moore is an absolutely outstanding player and he's shown that last season and at the Euros. But he can't play every game, he can't do everything and it's a, the Championship is always a very long season. There's going to be injuries and you just need backup, your striker, and I think that was the thought process uh, with getting him and on a free as well. That's not bad. I'm looking forward to see what Mark McGuinness can bring. Um, he's a youngster, uh, come from the Arsenal Academy. Uh, from what I've seen, he looks pretty decent, and hopefully he can develop more now with uh, Sean Morrison and learn off him and see where he goes. But I think our approach this window is very much by reserve or look to buy for the future. The obvious answer with a player to look out for would be Kiefer Moore. I think last season proved how good he was and at the Euros as well I thought he had some very strong performances for Wales. I thought he played very well. But um, aside from him I would probably say Josh Murphy on the wing. Um, he's looked very very good at times last season and I think if he can get proper run of games and a bit of confidence going then he could do very well for us this year and I sincerely hope he does because I'm a big fan of his. Top six is going to be quite a tricky one to predict for this year because I think there's so many good teams and there's always surprise packages as there is every season. In terms of the top two and going up automatically, I think West Brom are going to win the league this year. I think they've got a pretty decent squad and they've got a good new manager coming in as well. And I think it will be Bournemouth who finish second. In terms of the rest of the top four, I think they'll be the usual suspect big teams. So I can see Fulham and Sheffield United managing to finish there. With Barnsley and Preston North End as well as two wild cards. 
Relegation is always a bit of a tricky one to predict as well, but this season I can see it being Derby. They're in, unfortunately, quite a bad position in terms of players and finances, and I just, the whole club there, unfortunately, is just a bit of a mess at the moment. And joining them, I can see it being Peterborough and Blackpool. It's never nice to see promoted teams go straight back down, but I'm not too sure they have the quality, unfortunately. So that's who I think will be the bottom three this year. Hello everybody, Dean here from the Sky Blues Extra team, the number one Coventry City fanzine and podcast. Expectations for this season? Well, you know, after a successful return to the Championship last year, the task will be simply to consolidate our position in the league and avoid relegation once again. One of the biggest pluses for us this season, I think, is, is the return to, to the Sky Blue City of Coventry, playing our home games once again at the Rico Arena, or as it's now known, that the Coventry Building Society Arena. You know, our home form over the, the last couple of years has been absolutely vital. And hopefully, with our fans behind us at the CBS this season, that's going to be key in us staying up. You know, as for summer transfers, you know, we've made five signings so far. Martin Waghorn probably being the most high profile. He's going to be a key player for us this season. We know there was lots of times last year we cried out for experience, especially at the top end of the pitch. And I think at 31 years old, you know, his experience in the Championship, that's going to be vital this year. Perhaps the most exciting and perhaps the most controversial move that, that we've made so far this, this off-season is, is bringing Bright and Ibakari back to the club. A firm fan favourite back in 2019 on loan. And after what's been a couple of seasons in the wilderness, he's been, you know, he's played... In India during that time, Mark Robbins has brought him back to the club on a permanent deal. He's a real enigma. He's got a pretty sketchy pass, but his technical ability is completely off the scale. He's a hugely talented attacking player. He does things that you, you don't think could, you know, could be done. He gets bombs off seats. And again, that's something we we're missing last season. We missed an X factor. We missed a plan B. So maybe he could be the, the one for us and he'll be a real coup. As long as we can keep him tamed, that's for sure. Him and our player of the season last year, Callum O'Hare, will be the ones to look out for, for sure, this season. And both of those will be key in our survival hopes, that's for sure. With all this in mind, I see Coventry City finishing around 18th this season. Again, that would be a superb achievement for this group. As for the rest of the league, I see the likes of West Brom and Fulham taking up those automatic positions. Followed by Bournemouth. Sheffield United, Cardiff and Middlesbrough in the playoffs with Bournemouth eventually coming out on top at Wembley. As for the bottom end, I think Blackpool, Derby and Huddersfield will be the three to drop out of the Championship this season. Be sure to check us out on all platforms, just search Skybury's Extra and all that's left to say is good luck to everybody this season. Hi everyone, it's Corey and I'm one half of the Rams Review podcast talking all things Derby County. You can find us on Twitter at Rams Review One. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Rams Review Pod. And we're on all major podcasting platforms. Just type in the Rams Review Podcast. You can hear our thoughts, myself and my co-host Jason, who's just outside of Derby. I myself am just outside of Washington, DC, and we talk all things Derby County, sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week, and sometimes how the news um, breaks and things like that. It's been a funny old off-season, uh, close season for Derby, as you can probably, as you probably read it in a lot of the papers. The failed takeovers really kind of. Um, stopped a lot of things that Derby kind of want to do this off season, uh, this close season, sorry. And um, yeah, it, it's real interesting right now. Uh, Derby have not signed anybody, so I can't give you a, a best signing that we've made because they haven't signed anybody. There's five or six people on trial, but obviously I think that the club want to bring in from what we're hearing 
but right now that's not possible because there's a transfer embargo. The EFL relaxed some parts of it, haven't relaxed other parts of it. And there's, you know, there's been some hints at some issues at, at boardroom level as well. Um, and the longer that this goes on, Derby will not be competitive next season. Um, also, the ownership situation being in flux is just another dark cloud hanging over Pride Park that's not needed um, right now and things like that. I think when you look at the championship as a whole, though, the league's going to be fairly competitive. I don't think there's any particularly teams that really, you know, look like they're, I mean, there's always a team that takes the lead by the scruff of the neck, let's be honest. But it doesn't look like right now there's too many teams that are going to be able to do that. Most of the teams look competitive. Most of the teams look like they're capable of beating everybody um, and anybody on their day. Um, so, you know, it'll be an interesting competitive season, which, you know, as a football supporter first, uh, the Derby supporter second, I think as a football supporter, that's going to be fantastic for this division because that's what we love about it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see fans back in the stadiums for the first time um, since, you know, before last season, um, see how some of these players react. They haven't played in such a, in some, some of them have not played in front of large crowds. Um, for an extended period of time, so it'll be interesting to see to see how that works and how the post and how the how the COVID football economy um, will will start to to change things. I would expect the transfer market to kind of heat up the last last week or so, but be pretty pretty slow till then till the dominoes start to fall and things like that. Um, I think when you look at Derby County right now and the situation that they're in, if the season kicked off today, they'd be bang on uh, for relegation. They'd be bang on for probably finishing bottom of the league. Um, the team that escaped with a, by a point on the last day to a Marlin Pack goal, not because Derby did anything or won any games. Um, They're actually weaker right now than what they were when that game finished. Uh, so that's going to be disappointing. Um, you know, it's hard to see, you know, where things can go and everything like that. But that can obviously change if this transfer embargo gets, um, you know, transfer embargo gets, uh, you know, um, relaxed a little bit. The takeover, you know, does happen or, you know, we get a little bit more clarity on that. Darby go out and sign those trialists. I think they'll be a little bit more competitive and I would be optimistic of them, um, you know, finishing fourth bottom, maybe even fifth bottom as a high. Um, and I'd snap your hand off for fourth bottom right now if you offered it to me so Darby could stay in this division for next season. But right now it's looking bleak um, and Darby have got to be relegation fodder and then teams have got to be looking their chops when, when they come to Darby um, to, to play this team as it is right now, because even right now Darby don't have a senior center half sign. So, you know, if we go into the first game against you guys at Huddersfield, without a senior center half. Yeah, they'll be playing a, a under 23 lad and maybe Craig Forsyth out of position at center half. So it will, uh, it won't be looking, won't be looking too rosy on, on that front. Um, in terms of predictions for the rest of the league, who will finish in top two? I think for me, it was, it would be uh, Fulham and West Brom once again, you know, those kind of yo-yo clubs right now that are going to come up and come back down. I think they've, they look like they're strengthened, especially with Fulham getting um, Gazaniga and Harry Wilson yesterday. Um, the West Bromer look like they're going from strength to strength as well. I mean, Mateus Pereira, if, he, if he's playing, he's going to be a danger in this division. I had Swansea finishing up in the in the top of the table, but that was before Steve Cooper left. Um, so that obviously changes my predictions a little bit. I think for the rest of the top six, you've got obviously West Brom and Fulham. I think one of them is going to win it. Um, you're looking at you're looking at Forest, possibly Millwall, and obviously Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough um, could probably squeak in there as well. And I think if Swansea bring in the right manager, they'll probably be in the top six. Um, as well. And in terms of relegation fodder, I think, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at Hull City, we're looking at Huddersfield and we're looking at, I'm looking at Luton as well as teams that, that possibly could, could be down there and struggling for the season. And I think obviously, um, you know, Derby as well, but I'm not going to include them in my relegation prediction right now because I'm trying to be optimistic, but in, in realism, um, I probably would have Derby finish either bottom or second bottom if the season started today um, right now. And I think for a playoff winner, I think if you're, if you're going to go into the playoffs, um, Neil Warnock's time, uh, side at Middlesbrough is going to be a very tough ask to beat. But I also think if, um, you know, Chris Hutton and Nottingham Forest can, can get it turned around, 
Uh, they look like they're starting to make some waves. He'll solidify them, I think, and I think they would be a different, a difficult task to, um, you know, take forward in the playoffs and, and see if they could possibly win it as well, which is Darby fan pains me, but especially with, with as poor Darby is, but, but looking at it objectively as a football fan, um, and yeah, I think I think Forrest, Forrest and Middlesbrough are probably my two threats for, for playoff playoff contenders and playoff winners um, there. So again, you know, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the season's not as bleak as what I've been predicting. But yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, guys, and all the best, and we look forward to catching up later this season. Hey, I'm Joe Sansom from the Fulhamish podcast, obviously talking about Fulham. Um, we're back again uh, in the championship, always a tough league to predict. Uh, I'm going to give it my best go, but it's one of those things where in pre-season, you never really know how it's going to pan out for us specifically. New manager in Marco Silva, there's quite a bit of optimism that's crept into the club. It's sort of gone quite downhill as uh, as a fan base, especially after Parker went. There was a lot of discontent. Why did he want to leave? What direction is the club going to go in? And the Marco Silva appointment has sort of brought that optimism back. And I'm really looking forward to the new season now. And hopefully can't wait to get back to the to the, to the cottage. Um, in terms of my predictions for the season, um, top two, I am going to back Fulham. I'm At this moment in time, the squad is looking very good. Uh, Silva has reintegrated the players that have been involved in promotions in the past. Um, we haven't sold any either. I don't know whether that will change. We don't know what's going to happen with Mitrovic, with Anguissa, etc. But I'm going to back Fulham to get top two. And I'm going to back West Brom as well. And the reason for that is I was quite impressed with the appointment of Vladimir Ismail. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Apologies if I haven't. Um, I thought I was impressed with what he did with the, the uh, Barnsley team last season. Um, he got them playing a style of football that maybe wasn't the easiest on the eye, but it got the best out of their players. And with a very good West Brom squad for this level, I think he can do even better. Um, and their business so far has been decent as well, with um, uh, Mauer coming in as well as Clark. So that's who I'm backing for top two. For the rest of the playoffs, I can't look past Jukanovic. Uh, Sheffield United, I'm going to have to say they'll be the playoff winners. He did just wonders with us in terms of the rest of the playoff picture. I'll go with Bournemouth under Parker, reluctantly. I'll go with Cardiff because I feel like McCarthy had a good thing going there and with a full season, he might do a bit better. I'm also going to go for Middlesbrough to finish the playoff picture purely because Neil Warnock, he's signing quite a few players. It's what he does. Promotions, he, he, he seems to manage to get them regularly. I remember our battle against them. Cardiff manager a few years ago is very tough um, and I think he'll get them up. Going down, um, I can't look past Derby. Um, they've got so many issues at the club. They don't really have a squad at this moment in time. Um, and I'm also going to go for Peterborough and Hull. And the reason for that is I think the step up is quite big between League One and the Championship, as we found last season, the gap between the Championship and the Premier League. Um, and I'm unsure who would go down other than these two at this moment in time. We've still got a bit of the window left and I've been more impressed by Blackpool's window so far than these two teams. So that's why I've said them. Uh, best signing for us at this stage, we haven't made one, so I'm afraid that's uh, not applicable. Um, but a player to watch out for is definitely Fabio Carvalho. Young player, attacking player, can play as attacking midfielder or on the wings. Broke through for us at the end of the Premier League season as Parker finally gave him a go. And I'd look at his goal against Southampton away in our 3-1 defeat there in May. It was a very good finish and it was what we were missing for the rest of the season. And I think this is going to be his breakthrough season. I want to see him involved in first team football. Um, but yeah, best of luck to you guys for the season. We've got you second. So I'm looking forward to that. 
um, obviously at your place. Um, and fingers crossed it's exciting. One thing for sure is it's good to have everyone back in the stadiums. And I do still think this is the most unpredictable league in the world. So as much as I'd like Fulham to be in the Premier League, to, to stay there for once, um, I am glad to be back in a weird way. So, yeah. Hi everyone, Matt Lillier from the Hull and Back podcast. For anybody who doesn't know who we are, we are a podcast that dedicates ourselves to Hull City AFC. Now, a bunch of guys that just like to talk about pre-match predictions, post-match analysis, and try and create a bit of fun on the air for our viewers. Now, you can find us on Spotify, or you can find us on our social media through Twitter or Facebook, which is Hull underscore and underscore back. Now, a bit of a prediction about Hull City as to how I think we'll do for the season. i a bit optimistic, a bit ambitious. I'm going for 12th place. I know you're thinking I'm a bit of an idiot, right? But I'd like to think that if a good start, get a couple of good good results in what are going to be no doubt really tough games, there's no reason why we can't push on. So I'm going for 12th position there. Might be a tough one. In in terms of exciting exciting players that we've signed. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Not great, not really exciting, but Munker, you know, he's... Um... Gets run about, he's a bit of a free kick specialist, but I'm going to go for Williams. Big fan of Williams myself, I've seen him play a few times. He's, he's an old school winger, he likes to run down the wing, likes to take his, his defender on, he makes them defend, and he'll put a ball in, a ball that a striker loves. So, especially when our strikers are all about the heading game, that's exactly what we need. So if we're going to stay up and we're going to push for a strong position, these players could be crucial for that. Um, adding on to that, a player that I think will maybe we want to, for you all to watch out is Keen Lewis Potter. If you haven't heard the name, I'll say it again, Keen Lewis Potter. He will be brilliant in this league. He's, a, he's a, one of those players that, as a club, if you not if you don't think you're going to get to the big town that fast, you're worried you're going to lose, lose him to one of the bigger teams. Just like we did with Jared Bowen, we're worried that that's going to happen again with Keen Lewis Potter. Because despite his size, he's strong, he's fast, he's good in the air, great finishing, it can scoff, shot out, it can beat a man. It's just brilliant to watch and he's still so young. Um, in terms of the league, I'm going to go for Bournemouth or West Brom to win the league uh, with the other one finishing second. I know Scott Parker likes set up. It's, it's, an, it's hard-working teams and those hard-working teams are brilliant in this league. Mix that with the quality that West Brom have got. Then for the rest of the playoffs, I'm going to go for Swansea, QPR, Nottingham Forest and Fulham. So... They're going to finish off the playoffs for me. And in the final three, going down, I've got Blackpool, Derby and Peterborough. Hi guys, it's Kev here from the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. You can find us on our socials at Luton Town ST and on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Here are my thoughts on um, on the season so far, well, on the seasons to come for Luton Town. 
Um, hopefully we're going to improve on last season. We finished just about in the top half last year. And I think we've got a much better squad this time around than we did last time. So that's definitely a positive. Um, if there is a, a sort of issue to be had, you know, it might be. Uh, defensively, we've had a few injuries pre-season in that regard. So um, hopefully we get them back pretty quickly and we can hit the ground running. But certainly I'm looking forward to seeing us attacking-wise. Last season we didn't score as many goals as maybe you'd like. Some of that was down to, you know, not having the atmosphere of the crowd making making us surge forward and things like that but um you know I, I expect us to improve on that this season we've we've made some good signings in attacking areas so all in all i think the outlook's pretty good for um Luton to finish at least where we finished last year hopefully we can push in the top 10 and that'd be a fantastic effort uh, as as regards to a predicted finish i mean i think i think we i think we're good enough to finish 10th I think a little bit beyond that is probably is probably just beyond us at the minute. I think the top six is just slightly out of reach. But if we can finish 10th, I'd be absolutely delighted with that. Best signing we've made. I mean, we've made eight signings. They all look really, really good. Probably the most exciting one, though, is Carlos Mendes Gomez from uh, Morecambe. He looks a real talent. Uh, he's the kind of player that's going to excite our, our fans. Goes past a player. Got plenty of skill, plenty of pace, plenty of trickery. Got a shot on him as well, as we've seen in pre-season. He looks the real deal. He turned down a few championship clubs to come here. So that's very much positive. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him and his progression through um, throughout the course of the season. I guess the player to watch out for, though, is Elijah Adebayo. We signed him in January. I guess Huddersfield fans won't need reminding of, uh, of his name after he um, supposedly came here instead of to them. Good goal scorer. Naturally athletic, really tall, can hold the ball up. I'm expecting really big things from him. He scored, you know, five or six really important goals towards the end of last season. When you think he only came in to the club on the last day of January, he really didn't have any background to build on from that. So having had a full pre-season with the with the team, everything else is um, looking really good with regards to him. We need someone to fill the boots of James Collins, and hopefully that will be him. Who do I think will finish in the top two? Um, I think if you finish above Bournemouth, you're going to win the league. So I'll have Bournemouth in the top two. Probably of all of the teams that came down, I would imagine West Brom are probably in the best state, given that they're always up and down like um, like Yo-Yos at the minute. And I think Ishmael will have got enough to build on from um, Allardyce to keep his style going. So I'll go with them two as the top two. It's hard to see sort of Fulham not making the playoffs, although I'm not particularly a fan of Marco Silva. Um, Sheffield United, you know, they've had long enough to prepare for this season, haven't they? So I think they'll be in the top six. Cardiff, I expect to improve under Mick McCarthy. I think they'll, I think they came good towards the end of last season, didn't they? I think they'll continue that surge. And then, you know, I'd find it hard to believe Nottingham Forest are going to be as bad again. So um, if there's a surprise package in the top six, I'll go for them. Uh, but in terms of a playoff winner, I suppose Fulham have got all the experience that you need in the playoffs, haven't they? So uh, we'll go with them. At the other end of the table, Derby look doomed. Don't know what's going on there, but you know they're going to find it very, very difficult. Uh, I always worry for Peterborough when they're in the Championship. Yes, they score loads of goals in the lower league levels, which is fine, but they also concede plenty as well. When you come up to this level, you find goals a lot harder to come by, and you can uh, concede them so much easier. So I think they'll struggle this season. And I'm, I'm always wary of the playoff winners from the League One as well. They, yeah, they've 
shortchanged in terms of time to prepare, aren't they? So um, I think they might struggle as well. So the three to go down, Derby, Peterborough and Blackpool. Top two of Bournemouth and West Brom in either order. And the playoff winners of Fulham. Have a good season, guys. Hi guys, it's Johnny from the Borough Breakdown podcast. The Borough podcast that gives you all your Borough match day chatter in a podcast. And I host it with my two co-hosts, Dana and Tom. And you can find us at the Borough underscore breakdown on Twitter and all the podcast apps if you search for the Borough Breakdown podcast. Um, but in terms of expectations for the season, I think Middlesbrough will be flirting with the playoff places once again. Um, but I just think we lack a little bit of quality now in depth um, and going forward too. So I feel like we might struggle to really scrape that last playoff spot um, unless we still unless we make those five more signings that Neil Warlock is after. And then if we do that, then anything can happen for us really. But if you had if I had a gun in my head right now, I think probably seventh to tenth is probably be the the way where Middlesbrough will probably be uh, at the end of the season. Um, but in terms of the signings already that we've made, I think that Uchek Piazu, of course, is probably the one that Borough fans are going to be talking about at the moment. I think with him having a good pre-season and the way that Millsborough being playing towards him and utilising him already, I think it's clear that he's going to be a big part of Borough's uh, promotion push this season. Um, but Matt Crooks is a good signing, but there's one player that Borough haven't signed already and it's very, very close. It's Martin Pajero from uh, Banfield in Argentina. He's playing at the Olympics at the moment and he looks very, very promising for us and it could be a good uh, deep-lying player, maker midfielder for us um, in, the, in the coming season. So hopefully if we get that over the line, then we could be a little bit more excited uh, when it comes to the end of the season. But as of right now, one player to watch out for, Marcus Tavernier. Last couple of seasons, he's just been absolutely majestic. Um, and I think we'll probably he'll probably be he'll probably shine once again for us um, when we're going forward. Everything seems to go through him. He's probably the hardest working player on the pitch for us. And I think overall, probably the best quality that we have as well. Um, Paddy McNair will probably have a shout out there. But I think Marcus Tavernier, arguably Boris' best player. Um, but in terms of the predictions for the promotion this year, Sheffield United probably go top. Jukanovic in that Sheffield United side. Match men haven't really got a lot of quality there. Um, and I feel like they'll probably edge that top spot. I think Bournemouth will probably be a bit of a wild card for second spot. I think with Scott Parker going there, quite a stable club. They've got enough quality. It all recipe for success, to be honest. I think they might clinch second. And then the final playoff spot, I'm going to go QPR, um, given that they had a very, very good season um, at the back end of last season. So I think that they might get that playoff spot. And the rest will probably make over West Brom, Cardiff, and oh god, um, I feel like I'm missing Fulham. I'm gonna go Fulham for that one, um, and then finally the bottom three. I'm gonna go with Derby, Coventry, and Blackpool. So anyway, guys, thanks for having me on, and all the best for the season. Hi, Eamon Barclay from Millwall. No one likes us talking broadcasting. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a monthly podcast and a weekly, our Millwall Fan Show. Millwall have made some great signings in the close season. Malone, who we had on loan last season, has joined us. Ballard on a loan transfer from Arsenal, highly rated centre-back. A Afobi in from Stoke and Savile in from Middlesbrough. Maybe another striker uh, is needed. But unless somebody goes out, uh, nobody else is coming in. There is stability in the squad and some quality additions. If we remain relatively injury-free, I predict a sixth-place finish. 
Our best signing is the returning George Savile from Middlesbrough. We never found a replacement when he left us three years ago. I think our one to watch is Benekophobe. A good run in Turkey last season. Um, saw him score quite a good number of goals. Hopefully he will deliver the goals for us this season and boost our chances of hitting that top six spot. The top two finishers will be Fulham and West Brom because unfortunately the parachute payments don't lead to a level playing field. According to our Bethany Warren, our tipster at the top of our group, um, her view is that those two will finish top and behind them it will be ourselves, Swansea, Sheffield United and Cardiff City. We will win the play playoffs and relegation will be, sadly, Peterborough and Derby and Blackpool. None have got many resources at their uh, availability. And in particular, Derby are having a bit of a heavy time with it all, including their manager, the one Mr Rooney. So the resources sufficient to keep those three sides up um, are unlikely to come to the fore and Derby are just bleeding players. That's it from us. So I'm Baz and I'm from the 1865 Forest Ramble which is one of the oldest football fan podcasts around. Now as I record this Forest have only signed one player that's Ethan Horvath who's an American keeper and that's not a position that I thought we were weak in but our most important signing in the pre-season looks like it's going to be our new CEO Dane Murphy. He's another American and he was behind Barnsley's fantastic year last year. Forest recruitment policy has always been a bit scattergun to say the least, but Murphy brings a much more data-driven sort of moneyball style approach to how he does things. And this is a big change in strategy for us because as a club, um, it's going to be really interesting to see Chris Hewton, who's an experienced manager and obviously has his own way of doing things, how well he takes to that. Um, Player-wise, we've been linked with quite a few, mainly in the middle and up top, but nothing's actually come of it yet. Uh, up top is definitely our weakness last season. Um, goals are our main priority. Own goal was our top scorer last season, and then followed that up with a really impressive showing at the Euros. Um, all eyes are going to be on Brennan Johnson, if we keep him. He's been highly regarded for a while. He had a really, really impressive loan spell last year. And not only is he an academy graduate, he's also the son of David Johnson, who's one of the few Forest players in living memory to score 20 goals in a season something that younger Forest fans are going to think is like alchemy or sorcery or something like that um, I'd look out for Alex Mighton as well he's shown flashes of brilliance last season and he could well be ready to take the step up to becoming a first team regular and I'm personally I'm looking forward to seeing the return of Joao Carvalho possibly because um, he's our record signing a number 10 who's capable of doing things no one else can do the thing is he only does it like three or four times a season as for predictions, well, the joy of the championship is that anyone can beat anyone, so that makes predictions a total waste of time. I think this coming season is going to be one of consolidation for us because um, we're getting used to this new structure that Dane Murphy's bringing in. So I think personally, top half is just going to be a good result. I think Sheffield United are going to do pretty well. They're a decent outfit and Jukanovic knows how to get out of this division. And at the other end, I can't really see things going well for Derby County. Um, unless they get some stability in real, real quick. But that's something that's in short supply at the other end of Brian Clough Way. 
Hi, you're right, guys. Cheers for having us on. Um, my name's Josh. I'm representing the From the Finney podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at jknowlessport. Um, as for my expectations for North End this season, uh, I think we'll have an alright year. Um, definitely better from last year. Um, I'm hoping with fa- the reintroduction of fans, we can improve our home form whilst maintaining our pretty decent away form over the last few years. So I think we'll have a, a decent season. As for where we'll finish, um, I would hope for us to finish in the top half. Uh, we finished strong last year, so I'm hoping we can continue that momentum. But um, I would say anywhere between, sorry, uh, possibly 6th and 10th. Um, as for the best signing we've made, it's one that town fans will know very well with uh, Izzy Brown. Obviously, we were brilliant when you guys went up a few years ago. Um, and he seems to want to sort of find somewhere to settle now after a ridiculous amount of loan spells. So I'm hoping he'll be a, a real key player for us this season. Our player to watch out for, I would probably say is Ryan Ledson. Um, really came into his own last year. So I'm hoping he'll have another top year and I can see him being our best player again after winning player of the year last year. As for my predictions for the league, um, I think West Brom and Bournemouth will make up the top two. I would say for the playoffs, I would say Sheffield United, Swansea, Fulham, and I'm going to go with a bit of a a uh, un- unpredictable one, uh, sixth, but I'm going to go with uh, Stoke for sixth. And for the bottom three, I'm going to go with Peterborough, uh, Derby, who are obviously struggling in many different ways, and I would say Coventry for the last team. Hi, I'm Clive Whittingham from Loft for Words, the Queen's Park Rangers website. You can find us on Twitter at Loft for Words or on the old-fashioned internet, loftforwards.co.uk. There's quite a bit of optimism around QPR this summer for the first time in a long time. Um, we have been cleaning house for six or seven years after our Premier League uh, overspend. And there's a feeling now that that process may be coming to an end and we can start to look up with a bit more hope at just the moment that the rest of the championship seems to be falling in a bit of a hole. So we might have timed that quite well. Uh, Finished last season very strongly with 15 wins from the last 23 games, which I think was only bettered by Watford and Norwich. That run was sparked by four uh, very good loan signings that we made in January. Uh, Sam Field, Jordi Device, Charlie Austin and Stephanie Hansen. They've all been made permanent this summer, um, particularly the Austin Johansson ones. We didn't think that we'd be able to do that under our budget, but we have. Uh, Steph uh, signed on Saturday and is certainly the the pick of the summer signings. He just was so good for his last year. Not a player I'd ever particularly noticed when he played against us for Fulham, um, but just so brilliant at this level. Uh, knits the team together really well. Somebody that we haven't really had since Ali Fallin did that job in our uh, last promotion team. Uh, we beat Man United 4-2 in our first friendly and looked really good doing it. So, like I said, there is actually some optimism around QPR for the first time in a long time. Uh, whether that'll be borne out in performance, I guess we'll uh, we'll find out. But um, the rest of the championship um, looks to be in a bit of a state, so we might have timed it quite well. Um, predictions elsewhere? I d- I'm looking at the promotion picture and who's favourites for it. Obviously, the three relegated teams, and I do think the Sheffield United manager is a good appointment, but Swansea are fourth favourites, and there's some weird stuff going on there with Cooper leaving and uh, John Eustace turning the job down. I think Cardiff are fifth favourites. I think they will do quite well, signed well, and I guess you know what you're getting with Mick McCarthy. Forrest will do better. You know, again, Chris Hewton, it's not going to be 
that attractive, but um, he tends to get the job done. I always end up fancying about 16 teams for relegation and only about two for promotion, and that is again the case this year. The promoted teams, I think, always have a tough job coming out of a salary caps league into one that isn't, and if you can survive the first year, as Barnsley and Luton have shown, then you can push on from there, but uh, that first year can be very difficult, so I, all three of them will have a tough time, particularly Hull. Um, but it might be a good time to be a promoted team because there's a lot of clubs in a bit of a state. Obviously, chief among them, Derby. I think they'll be bottom as it stands, uh, pending a takeover and more signings. Sadly, I do think Huddersfield uh, could struggle as well. Um, my predictions are notoriously terrible, so that might actually be good news for you that I'm tipping that. Our prediction... I'd said in the 4-4-2 season preview that I expected about same again, which was ninth, just shy of seventh last year after that great run in the second half of the season. I think now we've actually pushed the boat out and got Johansson on board as well as Austin. We've got to be optimistic and uh, and think and hope that we might actually make the top six this year. You know What could possibly go wrong at QPR? Hi, I'm Simeon Pickup, editor of Reading site The Tireless, and financial fair play has been the big problem for us this summer haven't been able to bring players in because of past overspending. It's meant we've been under a soft transfer embargo and really struggled to to do anything at all. Even replacing key players that we've already lost, like Elise and Richards, let alone building up the squad that was small last season, um, let alone with um, exits that have already happened so far this summer. So a lot of business is needed to be done if we're to be competitive at the top end of the table. But if we don't do that, if we only get a couple in, then I really worry that we're going to be in the bottom third um, this season coming up. Because we do have some good young players. We do have depth in that regard. But they're not experienced. They're going to take time to get into the team and really develop to championship level. Um, Otherwise, we do have some talented players coming through who are higher up and we could um, look out for this season. Ajara and Puskas are really talented guys and I think that... If they can add some consistency to their game, um, which they've lacked um, in the past, but they do have a lot of talent uh, in there. If they can do that, then they're going to be real handfuls next season and could allow us to um, develop nicely uh, going into the next campaign. Otherwise, around the rest of the table, I think the teams that have come down from the Premier League are probably going to go straight back up. So West Brom and Sheffield United getting the top two spots with probably Fulham uh, winning the playoffs. Um, otherwise, Bournemouth, Swansea and Middlesbrough, I think, are going to be the other teams to get into the top six. Um, at the other end, I fear for Posh, uh, I fear for Blackpool, and I think Derby could be um, dropping down into the bottom three as well. So those are the teams I would worry about for, for relegation. Hi, my name's Johnny and I'm from the Shore and View, Sheffield United fan channel. We do vlogs, all sorts of random crap, really. Um, it's not your typical stereotypical analytic kind of channel, it's just blokes having a laugh and that's what football's been missing I think and I'll be happy to get back to it. Been asked to do a short preview video for and it takes that chance. There's not much to say. We've got a new manager, no new signings. Well, trying to think of something interesting to say. Oh Lundstrom's gone. He, he packed in and went to Rangers. And uh, they've just beat Real Madrid reserves 2-1. And now everybody thinks that we've lost an amazing player. But I'm happy to see him go. Of course, he's bloody useless. Uh, lots of rumours are incomings, mostly loans. Outgoings, of course. Ramsdale has been linked with Arsenal every other week. Berger's been linked with everybody, but no bids have come in yet. 
Uh, Kian Bryan's leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm lost here. I've not got really much news to report to you. We've, we've, we're not doing anything. <laughs> That's about it. I think we're going to stick with the same team. And if we do that, it could go one of two ways. It could go really well and we'll get promoted or we'll, we'll have an absolute stinker. Please don't be a stinker. Uh, as for the league itself, top two. I can see it being West Brom and Bournemouth, to be honest. Uh, playoffs, us will go out in the playoff final again. Um, you know what? I can see Blackburn going up by the playoffs. Don't ask me why. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I just had a funny feeling we're going to lose to Blackburn in playoff final. I mean, bugger. Can you believe that? I'm sure you can edit this. Um, who's going down? Who's going down? Who's going down? Peterborough. Derby. I don't know about the third one. There's a few that could be down there. Coventry. Coventry is going to go down. It's going to be Peterborough, Derby and Coventry that go down. Um, who else is going to be at playoffs? Swansea. And Barnsley. I can see us beating Barnsley in semi-finals, because that'll be bloody hilarious. And then we'll end up losing all that joviality as we lose to Blackburn. Hey up guys, my name's Ben. I'm from Stoke City Podcast, the YYY Files. And this is my preview of the 2021-22 Championship season, from the Stoke perspective, of course. Um, what I expect for Stoke, I expect us to be about mid-table again. We made good progress last season, we made a playoff push early on, we faltered due to injuries and the like, not replaced them as well. Um, but we've made good progress this summer, we have made a lot of outgoings, 11 players have left the club in the first team and I expect at least four more to go. Uh, we made some good encouraging signings as well, some young players and I expect a striker to come in, that's the big thing, Stoke really need a striker to come in, that's what I expect to happen between now and the end of August. Um, if they are to make any progress, of course. Um, and with that, I'm going to predict Stoke to be around ninth in the table. I expect a good improvement from last season. I think the squad's much better, um, much more healthy, much more rounded. Um, but I don't expect it to be in the playoffs. I think those teams much more well-equipped than us. And with a bit of a squad overhaul, I expect us to be... Need a season to gel, perhaps. Um, our best signing so far, we've not made many Ben Wilmot. I think is our best signing so far. We sold Nathan Collins for well, 15 million or so, 12, 15 million. We signed Ben Wilmot from Watford for about one and a half, two million. For me, that's in terms of ability, a straight swap, different players, but I think Wilmot will provide a bit more of a passing focus to our back four, which we've lacked in the last few seasons, despite trying. Players to watch out for, I'd say probably Tyrese Campbell. He had a injury halfway through last season and before that he was going on to be in team of the season for the championship let alone Stoke. Um, if he comes back fit and firing I expect him to have a wonderful season especially with better players around him as well. Um, in terms of who I think will finish where in the top two I've gone for West Brom and Sheffield United best managers best squads. Um, top six I've gone for Fulham, Bournemouth, Swansea and Cardiff and I expect Fulham to probably make it out of there. Boring that the three Premier League teams go up but so be it, it's a championship isn't it? And in terms of the bottom three, it's going to be close for you guys but I have picked Derby for obvious reasons. Blackpool, 
and Bristol City. I think it's a toss-up between you and them. And I'm a bit more excited by your manager than theirs. So you might just get away with it from my point of view. Anyway, that's been my preview. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, you can find the YYY files at the YYY files on social media. And yeah, good luck for the season. Hi, I'm Steve Carroll. I'm part of uh, the Jackass podcast. And I also am editor of Swansea of Swansea fanzine. Um, so expectations for Swansea this season. Uh, not huge, if I'm honest with you. Um, obviously, we've uh, just changed our manager. Steve Cooper left uh, two or three weeks ago. And Russell Martin has only just replaced him. So on the eve of the season, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't think expectations are huge. I think what Swansea fans want is uh, to see better football, if I'm honest with you. Results obviously were good last season, but the style of play was not very good. So I think that's what we'll be, we'll be looking for, really. Um, you know, the, the big issues at this stage are going to be bringing players in. I mean, we've lost the likes of Andre Ayew, Mark Way, he's gone back to his parent club, so is Freddie Woodman. Some players have come in, um, but... I'm looking at the Swansea team. I'm not seeing a lot of creativity. I'm not seeing pace. I'm not seeing goals. So they are things that concern me at this moment in time, really. So I'm hoping that we're going to address them over the next few weeks because if we don't, I am a little bit concerned about what's going to happen. In saying that, I do think players are bound to come in. So I'm going to predict a finish of 15th at the moment. Um... I think that was, that's what I'm expecting. Um, what I'm going to be looking at, best signing that we've made. It's hard to say, really. I mean, we've only made a couple. I'll probably say Liam Walsh, I think, could be a decent signing for us. But, um, you know, at this stage, I, I can't say I know a lot about the other players that we've brought in. So they're a little bit of a, an unknown player to watch out for. It's a good question. Um, probably Connor Roberts when he comes back from injury. I mean, I'm not too sure how we're going to set up at this stage but I think if I know that Russell Martin likes to play with wing backs and I think that will suit him down to the ground really um, top two Fulham is hard to look past and probably Sheffield United I think they've they've kept a lot of players and Fulham have brought them in so that's likely um, rest of the top six Bournemouth um, West Brom maybe QPR a bit of a dark horse and then I could see Forrest maybe doing right under Chris Hooton Hi, I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattSport or writing for WA Report. And I'm here today to make my championship predictions ahead of the 21-22 season. We've also got a new podcast, WA Report, in the pipeline, so keep your eye out for that if you want to listen to us ramble on about all things Albion. So my expectations for Albion ahead of the new season are definitely ones for promotion. I think we've made the right appointment in the form of Valerian Ismail, uh, who will bring an exciting and modern brand of football to the Hawthorne, something we haven't seen in quite a while. I think on paper our squad is one of the best, if not the best, in the Championship. You've got a good mix of youth and experience who went up only two seasons ago. They should be able to uh, you know, mount a challenge uh, similar to that one. Uh, we made two really impressive signings from my perspective. Uh, Alex Mowat on a free transfer, I think he's got to be seen by everyone as a great coup, one of the standout players in the Championship last season, captain of that Barnsley team who did ever so well. Um, and of course we bring, uh, managed to bring him in on a free. Matt Clark has been one of Derby's most consistent performers across the two years. He's been at Pride Park and I think once again he'll add good balance and quality to our defence. Two signings that you can really go wrong with. In terms of issues and you know, potential obstacles in the way of promotion, 
I think the departures of Mateus Pereira and Sam Johnston are two key things to bear in mind. Pereira wants out of the club, I think that's clear. It'd be great to keep hold of him, a player of such great quality. You know, if, if the season was to start now and he did play in the Championship, he'd be the best player in the division without any doubt. However, my expectation, I think the expectation of those at the club is that he will leave. We need the money. Albion's Chinese owners do not spend, do not invest. So as a club, we need the money. Pereira wants to leave. Same sort of thing with Sam Johnston, really. I think he's more happy to see out the late, uh, last year of his contract. Although, as I said, Albion need the money. If we want to bol uh, bolster this squad and improve it even further, we need these, uh, these two players to leave. Yes, it will uh, affect the quality we've got in the squad. But I think, you know, Alex Palmer's impressed at Lincoln. David Button's an experienced keeper. Carlin Grant, Dean Garner, Callum Robinson. There's, a, there's enough quality in attacking areas, I think. Hopefully we can add to that after selling these players as well. I think as far as predicted finish goes, I don't want to be overconfident and arrogant and, you know, come back at the end of the season looking like a complete idiot. Um, so I'm not going to say we're going to storm the league. This is the championship. It's such a hard league to get out of. Anyone can beat anyone. That's the beauty of it. Although I do think we can... Uh, return to the Premier League at the first time of asking so I'm going to say I'll be going to finish second like we did last time the squad's good enough and if we can add to it um, then I don't see any reason why we can't go up as I mentioned I think Albion have made two really good signings so far this summer if I had to pick between them I think the value involved in the Mowit deal just about edges that one for me on a free transfer player who's in demand from so many other championship clubs and we managed to get it over the line, probably down to the fact that Ismail's obviously got that connection with him from Barnsley, was captain, so successful, but he knows the ins and outs of how uh, Ismail likes to work, what's required of a Valera and Ismail team. So I think, despite Matt Clark being uh, another impressive signing, Moet on a free just about edges it for me. So as I'm sure you can see, the clouds are out, it's a bit darker, bit colder. I've got a jumper on, but nonetheless, we'll talk about who Albion's players to watch could be ahead of the upcoming campaign. And two attackers stick in mind for me, Grady Diangana and Carlin Grant. Both they failed to really impact our season in the Premier League last year. Back in the Championship, a division they've succeeded in. I'm sure they'll have a big part to play in our promotion push. Diangana was, of course, influential under Slavin Bilic and of course that saw us win promotion and Carlin Grant scored goals the same season and was one of the most dangerous strikers in the league really for Huddersfield so as I say, I'm sure they'll both have important roles to play and another player who has really emerged for Albion in recent times is Connor Townsend he's finally made that left back slot his own and he's now first choice and I'm uh, sure he'll surprise a few championship supporters who may not really think oh is he all this is he is he, you know, good enough to be West Bromwich Albion starting left back? But um, he's really shown to Albion fans that he has now got that quality, he's got the experience, and um, I think he'll surprise a few. A great left foot, and uh, if we can get a good striker in, um, I'm sure he'll be uh, providing one or two assists. So I'm going to go with Townsend as our player to watch, Connor Townsend, left back. So I've already made our prediction for Albion ahead of the upcoming season. I think we'll come second, I think we'll bounce back, I think we've got the quality to do so. But the question is, who else will join us there uh, if we do uh, make our way back to the Premier League? And I'm going to go with a bit of a different shout. You may see most fans go with Fulham or Sheffield United, one of the two relegated teams who, of course, got a lot of quality in their squads. But I'm going to go with Bournemouth. Uh, under Scott Parker, who has got a growing reputation as a manager now. He took Fulham up at the first attempt of trying. They impressed me last year in the Premier League. Maybe they weren't good enough and ultimately it was going to be a difficult job um, for us and Fulham coming. 
uh, coming up and you know we're nowhere near good enough compared to the rest of the Premier League I guess but they uh, they were close at points got results against a few of the big teams that win at Liverpool was great and I do think that Parker is improving as a manager he has improved uh, he's going to get better and better and this Bournemouth squad is just full of quality the likes of Brooks, Dan Juma, Solanke Billing, Lerma, Cook, Steve Cook, Adam Smith, you know, the list is endless, full of Premier League experience and I do think that Parker might be the right man to take them back up. Bit of an outside shout, um, as I said, Fulham and Sheffield United have got great squads, but Bournemouth are my pick to win the league, which is, a, which is an interesting one. We'll see how that one goes. As for the rest of the playoffs, I'm sure Fulham will be there or thereabouts. Any squad with Alexander Mitrovic has a great chance of bouncing straight back up automatically, let alone the playoffs. Um, Marco Silva obviously in charge there now, um, the likes of Tom Kearney still in the squad, Cavalero, perhaps Knockout comes back off loan, Harrison Reed, Anguissa might still be there. Um, I think perhaps it's only the defence that may let Fulham down. Tosin Adarabeo has done a great job since joining last season, so Fulham have got to be there or thereabouts. Um, I've gone with them in the playoffs. Sheffield United, so I think, have made one of the best appointments they possibly could with Slavisa Jukanovic, of course, so, you know, first time in a long time beginning the season without Chris Wilder. They've got a great squad. Their striker depth, uh, you know, Ollie McBurney, Billy Sharp, David McGoldrick, uh, Lise Mousset, you know, it's a, it's a really good uh, option to uh, have with your strikers, the likes of Ollie Norwood, John Fleck, Ben Osborne in midfield, and then Egan, Basham, I'm sure they'll add to their squad, as will Fulham, as will Bournemouth. Um, we've seen them do it before. Next selection for the playoffs, I'm going to go with Cardiff City under Mick McCarthy. And I think he's their main reason to why uh, I think Cardiff City will reach the playoffs this year. McCarthy has succeeded with Wolves, with Sunderland and did a really good job at Ipswich, which I feel isn't really appreciated um, too often. On a shoestring budget, really did great work to get them into the playoffs and just uh, fall that semi-final hurdle. But Cardiff have got a really strong squad as well, which can't be forgotten. Kiefer Moore, 20 goals last season, brilliant. The likes of Lee Tomlin, uh, Josh Murphy, creative force. Sean Morrison, Aidan Flink, Curtis Nelson, really good, solid defenders. Uh, the likes of Will Volks, Joe uh, Rawls, Marlon Pack in midfield as well. Bakuna, it's a strong squad with a really strong manager. So I think Cardiff will have, uh, have you know, that grit and determination which saw them win promotion under Neil Warnock. And uh, I don't see any reason to why they can't make the playoffs again. We'll see if they add to their squad too. And finally, I'm going to go maybe a, another sort of uh, vogue shout. Queen's Park Rangers under Mark Warburton. I think they had a really strong end to last season and they've made some good additions too. Charlie Austin is back at Loftus Road permanently. The likes of Sam McCallum have joined. Will Stephen Johansson make his move permanent. Sam Fields there. Geordie Device um, from Hall City again. They've, uh, they've made some good moves. Playing good football under Warburton too, which I think is something to bear in mind. Um, strong end to last season. Can they take this form into the new campaign? Why not? Um, Warburton's done it before with Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go keep uh, QPR. So if I had to pick a winner between those four teams, Fulham, Sheffield United, Cardiff City and QPR, of course it would be Fulham. Their squad is so strong. They've got promotion experience. They know how to get out of the championship. Already mentioned Mitrovic, Tom Kearney, of course. And it looks like Harry Wilson's on his way to Craven Cottage, which should just make them even stronger and give them a great chance of returning to the Premier League at the first time, probably automatically. So... You know, um, perhaps putting them in the playoffs is a, is a bit unfair. Fulham, they should do it, I think. Such a strong squad. I'm not changing my prediction, but um, yeah, if, I, if they were to make the playoffs, they'd definitely be my pick to go on and win promotion at the end of them.
There's a team that is dear to its followers The colors are bright blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can be the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup back to Huddersfield So town play up Back to Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, McNugget share box, spot on. Automate delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.